Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of This Life, a uh, podcast by Myrica Media. You know who I am? Who am I sitting with? Jordan Levine. Jordan Levine. What's up? So it's Levine, huh? Levine. I said Levine. Brie made fun of me. Brie, yeah. if you're watching, which you're not, and I don't appreciate that, uh, you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> um, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. So I actually wanted you on. We kind of did a, um, a member spotlight here at the gym at Iconic. Yep. Uh, and you talked a little bit about just kind of your life and why you come here and why you do CrossFit. Yeah. Um, what stuck out to me is when I was on your Instagram, and let's not lie, we all go on people's Instagrams. Like someone follows you, you go, oh, cool. Let's see what's up, you know? No, I checked you out too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Let's be real. Come on. Uh, people are always like, oh my God, you stalked him? It's like, yeah. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I went through your stuff and I was like, Okay, I saw some stuff about sobriety. I saw some stuff about yeah. like fitness. Uh, how much did you use to weigh? Um, see, I was two, two fifteen, two twenty-ish, right around there, bouncing back and wow. forth. So, kind of a hefty boy. Um, I'm skinny. I'm small bone, so I just look. I, I definitely looked unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when did you? I mean, how much do you weigh now? Um, so I'm about one seventy, one. 65 I kind of bounce bounce back and forth there depending on what I'm doing and uh, the reason I'm asking I'm not asking because like I'm trying to body shame anyone but <laughs> this is kind of your your we spoke about this as well yeah that's it wasn't so much of like a oh, I'm just a bigger person like you just said it's more of like a, I was making unhealthy choices and I was just big yeah um so were you big your whole life or no, I mean, I was I was pretty active in sports um, in high school, so I think that's where I kind of got my um, endurance from. I wrestled in high school, yeah. so I mean, I was in shape then. Got involved with the wrong crews and started creating those bad habits. So, um, you know, I would it it was a progression of getting bigger, more out of shape, believing the stories I was telling myself that that's okay because. You know, that's the way my dad or my grandfather's is the way they, the way they live life. So it's just okay if I live that way. So right. um, it was a progression and honestly never thought I would get to where I am today. Like no way. So uh, what's crazy is you, you say that like, I, I feel like for a lot of us kind of younger people, we do that. Well, so-and-so drinks all the time and they look great. You know, and like we yeah. kept compare ourselves that way. Um, but in reality, it's, I mean, it's unhealthy. Like, I, yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to lie, I drink. Uh huh. I was just talking about how I went to Big Bear and I mean, I had a few. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of, and I want to, I want to make this public because I want people to kind of hold me accountable. But uh, this month I'm doing like, well, the end of March and April, I'm doing kind of like a clean month, uh, April slash May. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be in a wedding and I just want to be a little healthier. I feel so slow. Uh, I was telling you today, I had a bunch of ice cream and cookies last night and then I worked out this morning and my stomach hurts. Yeah. Like it literally, it's just like in knots. It's feeling better now. But um, before we keep going and talking about that, yeah. I want people to kind of get to know you and um, just, I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, Let's go. Hold on. I forgot to write one down. Okay. Ready? Hot seat yeah. time. All right. What gives you anxiety? Um, anxiety. I would say speaking publicly. 
So here you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here you go. Don't yeah. you talk to people about like your stuff? Uh, I do. Dang. Um, I think it's larger groups that kind of gets me a little bit. Okay. Um, I mean, it was way, way, uh, I say three, I'm just going to say three years ago. I'll use that three year mark probably through our conversation. Um, that's when I was really, I would really get anxiety because of just public speaking. I just, exactly. Yeah. Do you have to do it just a lot? Unsure. Um, I mean, I run a, I run a company, so I'm, I'm a business owner. So I've got 30, anywhere from 30 to 40 employees at any given time. So yeah, I do, I do speak to them. Like I have no issues with that. I think it's just, um, I don't know, maybe people I don't know. Right. Just, it, it was an unsureness of myself that today I'm much better at that than, than I used to be. Like I would that's avoid good. it at all costs. Yeah. So no, that's great. Yeah. You got to travel. What is it? Travel in the direction of your fears. Yeah. Jump that's in. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to be a man? And I say that in quotes, in your opinion. Um, first thing that popped in my head was uh, leadership. It's being a great leader. Um, not only for uh, business. A lot of people think leadership is is business. It's not. It's it's everything. It's um, it's in your family. It's leading your wife. It's leading your kids. It's it's everybody around you. Just setting that example of being. Um, being a better person, a better version of yourself every day, waking up and making that choice. And it's a choice. That's a good one. So, yeah. I, I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Uh, what is your go-to for fun activity? Woo. Fishing. Yeah. I love fishing. I'm very passionate about that ever since I was a little kid. So my, my dad got us involved that me and my brother. So, um, offshore lakes, rivers, whatever, if I can have a hook at the end of a line, um, I'm, I'm a happy dude. Have you ever done uh, fly fishing? <laughs> yes, I have. Dude, that looks so badass. It's fun. Just like in the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, the river runs through it. That movie. Yeah, we watched that. Uh, just put it on. Oh, on repeat. repeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As kids, yeah. Um, do you have a philosophy you follow for life in general? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I guess I just touched on it just to be, be a better person every day. Um, yesterday was yesterday, today's today, and I need to strive and push myself, uh, just to be a better person, the better version of myself. I'm never, um, I see it as I'll never arrive there. So you're constantly, you're constantly chasing, right. you're chasing that guy, you're chasing that man you want to be. And you're raising that bar and constantly trying Absolutely, to Absolutely. Cause if you say better. you arrived and, um, uh, you're stuck, then you, you've, that, that's it. That's your, you're maxed out. So hundred yeah. percent, especially when like owning a business. You're just yeah. like, okay, I hit, you know, I hit the numbers, quote unquote. Exactly. Now, do I stay here? Do I get bigger? Do I, I, I I'm kind of in that little like teeter totter right now where yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, am I happy with this? Do I want to do more? Do I want to yeah. change it? Um, I yeah. totally get that. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, how important is fitness to you? Uh, very, very important. So I, um, I'm here, I go to CrossFit five days a week and typically I'm running a Saturday or Sunday. So nice. um, it's, it's a big deal to me when I found fitness or found CrossFit, this, you know, that community three years ago, um, I've committed, like it's, it's made me a healthy person, not just physically, but mentally as yep. well. Um, and just pushing beyond like what I think I have inside and just pushing that barrier, being a better man, like pushing right. myself every single day. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's massive. Uh, what was your definitive moment where you decided to make a life change? Mm. Definitive moment. That was, um, 
February 19, 2018. Nice. Um, three years ago. Yep, three years ago. Things came crashing down. Um, basically, the, the results of a lot of bad decisions and habits that I had been accumulating over my life, uh, you know, here on earth up to that point, uh, just came crashing down. Um, right. So, yeah, it hit a breaking point. You can want to call it a rock bottom. Um, sometimes that's what it takes for a lot of different people. Yep. And I found that. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a radical point of the new me, who you're the, looking at. The new Jordan. <laughs> exactly. All right, last question. Yeah. Uh, what's your vice? Vice. Oh, man. Ice cream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Me and you are the same. Yeah, dude. It just makes me feel like crap after. I'm like, Yeah, oh. got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. That was the last question. Good yeah, job. Right was that right. was that a hot seat or? Ah, hey, let's go. I think it was lukewarm. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. So you talked about, uh, well, actually, let me tell you, you stuck out to me when I was only like working with Iconic. Like I wasn't here at the gym mm -hmm. working out here or like <clears throat> didn't have this office. Yeah. Uh, you stuck out to me because I worked out one time and you were like super supportive you're like yeah great job man and i was just like oh thanks um <laughs> which like and it's terrible because sometimes it throws you off when someone's like being nice yeah and that's happened to me so many times where i'm like oh, what's up okay yeah. you know what what's up with what, this guy you know <laughs> yeah um but like with you it was like you were just like genuine you're like oh man great job you know fist bump and i was like oh thanks man yeah and then i'd see you at classes that uh i would be taking pictures at and you were just always working hard. And I was like, what's that guy's name? And they're like, oh, Jordan. And I was like, all right. Forgot about it just kind of in passing. Yeah. Fast forward to like working here and doing the um, uh, the spotlight. Kind of open up more. And it, it, it almost encompasses what this podcast is about is that yeah. everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. I started this and you asked me like, how long have you been, have you been doing this? But I started this kind of with that idea in mind of like i'm sick of of hearing like during quarantine i'm sick of watching ellen call all her famous friends and be like oh man this quarantine is blah 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 you know it's like <laughs> you're sitting in your million dollar Junk. home yeah. you know 60 million whatever it is you're sitting there trying to be relatable it's like dude you have no idea people have lost their jobs yeah you can't film your show but you have all this other stuff that you have yeah. um you you know, people have lost their jobs. People have lost people um, or family members. Uh, I know COVID is like this; it turns political. I don't care about the politics. It's a thing. You know, yeah. people <clears throat> lost something from it, gained something from it. And I was just sick of seeing all these stars like, "Oh, look, oh, this is rough." Yeah, really, it's rough. Come on. Yeah, um, everyone has their own story, and I want to kind of go on a deep dive with you about what that you talked about february 18th uh 19th 19th yeah um we talked about that being that definitive moment and everything kind of crashing down can you kind of dive a little more into what rock bottom was for you yeah so um we were on a uh my wife and i were on a trip up to lake tahoe uh with some family and um it was kind of a sacred trip. We were, we were going to spread the ashes. Her, her uncle had passed away and, um, we were going to spread his ashes up in Tahoe. It was right. like his place where he, he loved to be. So, um, and 
you know, hanging out with family. It was, I don't know if it was a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. I think it was a Sunday. It was a holiday weekend. And, um, you know, at that time I was, I was, you know, drinking. Right. And, uh, that was my, uh, that was my go-to sedation. So you want to call it that. And, um, you know, one thing led to the next, we're drinking all day. Then here comes the night. And, um, you know, I, at that point I, thought that I had it somewhat under control because I had, had gone past or broke through that barrier of having too much to drink or, oh, right. you know, like you start uh, blacking out and yeah, you do that. You fall, you're an idiot, whatever. And you wake up the next morning, you say, I'm, I'm not going to do that ever again. <laughs> yeah. You yep. can't tell you how many times, times I did that. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I thought I, you know, I had it under control and, um, and, uh, it got the better of me that night. So, I mean, I hit a point where, um, you know, my wife and I were, we were driving back to our, our cabin. We had a beautiful place right on the, right on the lake. And, um, I just kind of lost it. Um, and said a bunch of things I didn't, I didn't I truly didn't mean in my heart, but it was the alcohol talking and, um, it, uh, it scarred her pretty good. It scared her to the point where she thought she was going to get hurt. Um, and I mean, nothing happened that way, but it was just a lot of words and just me being crazy, like a crazy person. Like it was right. like someone else came out of me like a demon. So, yeah. and, um, I do believe that it's, it's a, it's, it's two dimensional. It's, it's a spiritual thing and it's also physical. So, um, and, um, so we, we ended up getting back to the cabin and it was not good. I realized that what I had done, I had messed up. And uh, again, and um, you know, we woke up in the morning and she was packing her stuff and she's like, we're out of here. And that kind of ended the trip. Very quiet, uh, wow. rough ride home from Tahoe all the way back to San Diego. Um, and uh, picked the kids up um, and headed home and then woke up the next morning and she said, pack your stuff, you're out of here. We're done, we're wow. done, we're done. So, and she had, this had happened before, um, and uh, you know, I was going to fix it. I got this, whatever. I'm going to go. I'm going to quit drinking for 60 days. I'm going to, I'm going to quit drinking for two, <laughs> whatever, three months. Sounds I'll get familiar. This. I mean, come on, guys. Like everybody, <laughs> I think a lot of people that had a drinking career like mine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has maybe said that at one point. Let's just be real. And yep. um, it, I knew she was. Um, it was real this time, and I did. I packed my stuff and ended up moving out of the house so we it caused a separation and uh that was you know a fracture in our family i mean we're on our way to being a broken family which is wow. not what i would not what i wanted how many kids three kids three so kids three girls um right now they are 13 one just turned 12 and six so how do they take dad being that moving would, out? that was um pretty rough on them um, the little one, she didn't, um, quite get it, but, um, there was a point where I had to, um, explain to them, like, here's what's going on. Yeah. Um, daddy's struggling with something and, and I love mommy. Like that's nothing changes with that. I love you guys. And, um, and just really had to tell them that I'm, I need to deal with some things and it's going to make daddy a better person. And. Um, so that was kind of to, to navigate around that was pretty hot, pretty, pretty tough yeah. and hard on me. You know, that's heavy, man. Yeah. Uh, um, how long were you married at the time? So that was 15 years. 
Wow. And then she was just like, pack your stuff. Yeah. We had been down this path too many times, you know? So she was done at that point. Um, it would just be better for her to not have to deal with that anymore. Right. And I don't, I didn't blame her. So that kind of, I, I want people to listen to your story and understand that, like I said before, we all go through stuff and there's that definitive moment. Now you could have just been like, well, we're done. Yeah. My wife doesn't want to see me. Yeah. Uh, but what did you end up doing? So, yeah, that was, I had a choice. Again, I, I now I look at life as, as everything's a choice. You have, a, you have every day you get to wake up and make, make the right decision or the wrong decision. And um, so right off the bat, I was like, I mean, honestly, my, the, you know, let's call it an addiction because that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, I got this. I can do this again. I can put this back together like I did before, put a, basically put a bandaid on it. Right. And I can, I can still drink. Like I was still stuck in that, like the day, right. the day after. And it, that went on for, for a little while. And, you know, it's not like I was out of the house, completely out of the picture. I moved in, moved in with my parents, not too far away, still doing kid duties and showing up at the house to get them ready for school, making their breakfast, lunch, helping take them to school. It wasn't like it was completely cut off. I did still see my wife. Right. And, but before you go on, how long did yeah. that last for? Um, the, like the whole separation kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, just a tick under five months or about, okay. about five months. Before That's a long time. I was, if you want to call, like, I guess back in the house. Yeah. About five months. Okay. Was it reconciled at that point? No, not even close. Okay. Not even close. So you're still doing your dad. Sorry to, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. You're still doing your daddy duties. Yeah. For like five months. Yeah. That never stopped. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, so then once you move back, does it go back to how it was before? Do you still drink? Do you try no, to fix it? No, I mean, it? it was in that five months. I mean, it was so much deep work had happened. You know, I had, um, I would say about a month in, that was when I really was like, okay, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done drinking. Um, I really, this can't be in my life. I have to cut this out. It does not serve me. Um, and so that was that was a huge point of making that decision that I'm not going to do that anymore. And that was kind of the lift off of of creating the new person that I wanted to be. Right. Yeah. Were you still drinking in those five months? No. Wow. Uh, so you that night that that night on February 19th was the last time I ever drank. That's crazy. So I stayed away from it because I was, you know, didn't know I was going to have you know. At least I could say, hey, I didn't drink for 60 days, kind of move back in. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was yeah. the story I was yeah. telling myself, you know. Those excuses, man, they're rough. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh, shoot. I just had a question. I forgot. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So let's go back to the, the, the spreading of the ashes. Yeah. That was like a ceremonial time. Why were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you this know? is like a four day trip. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we had spread the ashes and it was kind of like, let's just hang out. We're going to do the casino. Right. We're going to go out to dinner. Uh, my wife's cousin, he knows a lot of people in, in the Tahoe uh, area. Uh -huh. So where, what it led up to is at the top of Harvey's, the casino, like on the rooftop, drinking like the best tequila you could ever have. And boom, that was it. That's how it starts, it, man. It, it, it was a, a progression that led up to that. To yeah. that moment and um i slipped smacked my head a few times probably should have went to the er oh. it was snowing i mean it was 
it was some pretty crazy weather. So yeah, I so probably bad. Should, yeah, my wife didn't even want to take me to the ER. Wow. She's like, figure it out. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you need that wake up call. Yeah. Um, man, that's, did you, did you ever have those times? So, so like, like I was saying before, like I, yeah, I'll, I drink, mm-hmm. um, but with me and I find this as I'm getting older, I have more of that. I don't really want to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to have one beer and I want to be okay with having one beer. And people are like, dude, you know, and, and this happened at the, the, a trip I went on. <laughs> uh, people were like, Oh, you know, do the beer funnel, do the beer funnel. And I was like, uh, I'm good. And they were like, come on, man, come on. And, and finally I was like, you're going to end up getting pissed because I'm not the type of person to peer pressure. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, I, excuse my language. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to, you know, you're my homie and stuff. And I get, you're like, Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. But you keep saying it. And then I'm just going to take a step back and be like, ah, no. Nah. And now that you want me to do it more, uh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, did you hit that point or was it always someone's like, come on, take a shot. And you're like, oh, all right, I'll take yeah, 40. I would, I would fold for under pressure like that. Yeah. It was typically who I was hanging around with or whatever. I mean, but again, I made the, I would always make the choice to grab it. I would just let that get the better of me yep. under pressure. So yeah, I was the beer bong king, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was me. Who, who were the people you were hanging out with? You don't have to like call them by name, but like <clears throat> that circle, there's always, there's kind of that circle of, of people. It's either. And I always hear like, Oh, it's just people from high school or it's just people from, we went to the military together or you kind of have that set group, you know? Yeah. Who were those? Man, and I don't want to like section people out as as they were a bad influence on me because it was me making those choices. Right. But um, I don't know. It's just a certain people that I would hang out with if they were their long term friends or if it was a family party, and um, you know, not necessarily they were going to drink as hard as I was, but I was. Yeah, just because you that are. That's a perfect excuse to do it. I have a reason why to do it. You know, so. Um, and it was like, it was like clockwork. My wife could plan it out. Okay. We're going to a family party. Okay. Around this, you know, it was just, it was just a habit, but you know, I was such an awesome dude. Like if you look from the outside, our family was so put together and, and, and it was, I mean, we're not our, our kids and aren't in a bad environment. I was never, you know, abusive to them. Yes. Maybe with some words, but I mean, that was, you know, raising your voice and stuff. Um, but it was when you dug down inside it was it was kind of messy and that was like confined within our home wow. you know never talk about it just yeah. get through it wake up hungover don't drink for a day okay ease back into it you so know until it's coming over just, you're like oh, i'm gonna grab a pack of beer you know six or something like that and then that's yeah. where it kind of starts again and it's like a cycle yeah it's a it's a cycle for sure so you yeah. you you, you, you were the fun guy that was like, Absolutely. Uh, Jordan, yeah. invite Jordan, dude. And then exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have those friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's party. You know, that was, if, uh, if I was going to be there, it was definitely gonna be a good time. You know? Yeah. Just, um, what was your go-to, like your go-to drink? Um, I was like a beer snob. So like good IPAs, <laughs> stuff like too. that. Yeah. Stuff that uh, makes you belly grow really quick. <laughs> You yep. know, so, um, you know, I was, I didn't, I didn't really care for hard alcohol at all. Nice. Um, I would, I would grab it though, if it was there, um, you know, and 
I could, there was points where I could say no and, and, and not drink too at parties and, and turn it down a little bit. Right. Um, because I did, you know, inside you think you have it, you have it under control and then you hit that, you know, four or five drink mark and then you just, you lose it and you don't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. And it's all, it's just, then it, for me, it turned into just being a super selfish person to my wife, my kids, people around me. I wasn't an asshole, but. It was it was me. It was my game. It was my night. Damn, man. Right. Uh, and I, I laugh just because I see these things all the time. Yeah. Like I'm I'm you know I'm in that realm of I'm 26 years old. I'm gonna have friends that are either gonna be on the up and up or they start falling. Um, I've you know friends on Snapchat and social. Shout out to social media that, that like it shows me who's an alcoholic and who's not. Uh, there's people out there drinking on like a Monday and just getting absolutely blasted. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Oh, all right. You know, as long as you're being safe and stuff, but then I'm just like, I don't know if I want to be around that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not in college anymore. So yeah. Did you go to college? No, I didn't. No, I did. Well, I guess I did. I went to a local college here, Palomar college for a f- couple semesters but I just, I dove straight into work. I knew what I wanted to do. And, um, I didn't even know if it was going to lead to owning a business, but it did. So no, I did not go to college. What do you do now? I am president and CEO of a commercial plumbing company, major plumbing. And you so, did not go to college. Nope. I love that. Yeah. And and I love that because I have, I've had people on the, on the podcast who are like, I didn't go to college and they own their own business yeah. or they have some sort of something that they absolutely love to do or you know just kind of find their own way mm-hmm. it might take them a long time it might take them you know they might have had to go to prison to understand this is what yeah. i want to do and this is what I, i'm going to keep doing um did it affect your work at all drinking uh it did um so we've been in business for almost 20 years now um and i look i can look back now and and i'm like i don't even know how how it stayed together. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking at work. Yeah. Sometimes I'd have, you know, some beer at the fridge and after work hours, whatever, hang out with some guys. Right. Um, but it definitely affected it. It took my, you know, my concentration. I wasn't hundred percent on Fridays. It's like, okay, it's Friday. Like I worked hard all week. (laughs) I busted my ass. (laughs) I'm going to go home and get, you know, a nice IPA and I'm going to have a few and indulge in that and make the stress go away, you know? And I think that's kind of the, um, in construction. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other, you know, jobs too that, yeah, you want to, as a man, you want to reward yourself for the hard work you did, you know? Yep. And everybody's got different things <laughs> what they go to, you know, could be food, could be exercise. It could be, um, you know, alcohol, drugs, whatever. And, um, that was what I, that, that was my thing. I just went to, went to yeah. alcohol, um, to kind of make that stuff disappear and, and, uh, and go away. But, um, yeah. I, um, back to like, did it affect my work? I would say now, if I would have got sober a long time before I, d- I did, um, my company would be in a different position now, much better. So the growth and what we experienced, it was really noticeable right off the bat in six months of being sober, more had happened in our company and growth that happened in six years. Holy so that's moly. insane. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the truth. Um, you can ask anybody that knows my business or employees, and it just it was that shift with me that took. It, I, I was focusing. 
I was clear. You're, you're waking up with a with a clear mind yeah. every single morning. You're on point. Yep. It's it, it's crazy. And we just talked about this before. Uh, how I'm. I don't want to go on like a nutrition. Yeah. You know, sidebar, but what you put in your body is like super important. And and yes. I had a bowl of ice cream with cookies last night. This morning, <laughs> feel like crap. Yeah. And I'm like bloated and I was putting my belt on <laughs> this morning and I was like, oh, well, it's a last notch kind of day. Uh, <laughs> so this week it, for me, this week is going to be rough. Yeah. And I'm starting this little challenge or whatever. And I'm doing it with my girlfriend and we're kind of keeping each other accountable. Um, but you can tell if I have pizza the night before work out the day after mm-hmm. I feel like crap. Yeah. And the same goes with like work the same goes with like everything and we get in these bad habits of i'm gonna drink i'll have one or two and then wake up the next day and you're still unclear like you you just have this fogginess in your head and you're like well i'm just tired mm-hmm. let me let me put a band-aid on it drink some coffee um that'll get me through the day yeah but you don't have breakfast yeah. and you're gonna have a shitty lunch because the night before you were drinking you didn't prep your meals for the next day and like that's kind of a uh, a chain reaction and it sounds like that's something that that's what you had was that chain reaction yeah it was i would plan my day out you know or weekends out on what i was going to drink who i was going to hang out with i would have this whole thing planned out so there was nothing healthy i wasn't putting anything healthy into me and i mean everybody out there listening to this knows that you know people that drink like you go out and you have a good night drinking and it's two o'clock in the morning. You want to go get a burrito. You don't oh, give a shit about yeah. <laughs> what that's going to make you feel like. You just want the burrito. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's real. And um, so you're going to pay for that the next day. Yep. You know, even you're going to have a hangover and you're just not going to do anything all day because of your choices of what you ate. And you might not eat in the morning. Yep. And you might not eat for the whole day. You might not eat exactly. till like 8 p.m. Like yeah. when, when I've been hungover and it hasn't really been a lot because I don't really get to that point. But I just don't, I can't keep anything inside. Yeah. I'm just caught. I'll drink water. Yeah. Too graphic, whatever. Yeah. Um, What's it like being a dad now? After that. Actually, hold on. Let me rephrase that. What was it like before? What's it like now? So before I thought that I was like super dad, the best dad. And I was, I was a good father for sure. Um, But again, when I was planning out if it was either family activities or a vacation or whatever like that i always in the back of my mind had figured out okay what am i going to drink when am i going to do this when we get on this road trip okay i'm going to get there at five o'clock i'm going to make sure it's cold <laughs> like i mean this is stuff I'm, that I'm you think laugh, about i yeah. mean i'm probably talking to a lot of people out there hundred you're talking I to me man i didn't realize it <laughs> until, I had, until i had stopped uh-huh. drinking and like wow i really put a lot of effort into planning this out and doing this and doing that and who i'm going to hang out with and damn and and um it's almost so selfish it's very selfish so i was super super selfish person wow. um so before I thought I was a great dad. And then once my eyes opened and I became clear, um, I realized that uh, what I was lacking in and where my, where my faults were as being a father. Um, now it's, it's incredible. Like it's hard, it's hard to explain. I mean, my kids even know the difference. They, it's crazy. We're looking at photo albums last night. We go on, we, we typically go on one big vacation a year and my wife does like a shutterfly 
thing. Oh, I love that. And we probably got, I don't know, 10 of them. And we were looking through them last night and they, they call, you know, the old dad, they call me fat dad. <laughs> and actually, I love it when they call hey, me it's fat, fat dad. dad. And we're going through all these albums and there's only one with, uh, oh, they call me skinny dad. <laughs> um, or, new, or the new dad. New so, dad. So they recognize that. Absolutely. Not just physically, but also just uh, everything mentally, like how I'm present. I'm, I'm there. I'm in every single moment with them and just like picking up those little things like you know just hanging out with them and spending one-on-one time with them and that's so massive i didn't really do that before um when i was unhealthy i would yeah i would take them all and we go do stuff but that one-on-one time um is is massive for for kids especially your daughters 100 percent. yeah it's it's investing into them that that time especially being a dad yeah being a dad is is it's so important and obviously i'm not you know being a mom is is important too but you need that kind of balance mm-hmm. of having your your dad present and doing those one-on-one things um i've spoken to a lot of parents who right now in in my life there are two things there's there's religion that's just kind of spinning around in my head mm-hmm. and then there's being a parent mm-hmm. um yesterday i did some some newborn photos uh for paula Okay. Nice. Yeah. The twins. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the twins. And um, I, I've never really been a baby guy. I worked with okay. kids, and I was like, oh, kids are dope. They're so funny. But like babies, just kind of, they're like, you know, they're like aliens and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't want all that. But yesterday, like, I, 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 the little girl Sophia was was getting fussy, mm-hmm. and uh, Paula was like, oh, it's okay, baby, it's okay, and you know, kind of calming her and like doing like moving her legs a little bit. And I just kind of like start rubbing her forehead and she like looks at me and just is like, <sighs> and just gets calm. And I was like, yeah, well, I want a kid. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I just, it's I, amazing. <laughs> I told Paula, I was like, yo, I just got a rush of baby fever. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want kids. Yeah. 26. Um, uh, do you have a, a, let's talk more definitive moments. Do you have a moment? that you remember where you're like holy shit i'm a dad you're my daughter you're my kid is it when they just popped out or when you had this mental clarity of being sober yeah i mean before i uh when i was still drinking i think yeah we it wasn't actually when she popped out elena she was my she was our first and um i think it was like when they're their, their first days of school and stuff like that, like right. seeing them in the yard, taking pictures of them, getting ready to go to school with all their stuff. Mm. Like, um, that was like, dang, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dad, even though I was a dad yeah. before that, but I it's like just that moment of like, dang, I'm sending my, my daughter off to school. Like, yeah. and someone else is going to take care of her. And so, yeah, that was kind of a big deal. Was that fat dad or was that skinny dad? Fat dad. Okay. So you, so you understood, and I kind of want to get to the point of this, like, yeah, you're a good dude. But you were kind of clouded, I guess, by alcohol. Yeah. And you were kind of your trips, like you're saying, your trips revolved around that. You were still present. Yeah. Physically. Yep. But maybe mentally you weren't fully there. Yeah. Um, I want to take a quick break, but I want to talk about religion with you. And I want to talk yeah. about just being a dad in general. Absolutely. All right. We'll be back. All right. We're back. Uh, let's let's dive into you told me you went into like 
you follow the spiritual path is what you said it right is that how you said it yeah um you kind of had like a spiritual awakening uh i grew up catholic but and i made this realization yesterday because i had a conversation about religion with someone Mm -hmm. uh i have a problem with like people telling me what to do i think that's why i work for myself (laughs) but um (laughs) not just that i kind of i i have a problem with preaching I went to a church here in Escondido and it felt very preachy. It was like Mm -hmm. what you do, um, it, it, you either go to heaven or hell because of it. And that's, it was very one dimensional to me. And I think I'm still stuck with that. Mm -hmm. But now that I've spoken with people older, people, my age, people, just people that come from different backgrounds, I'm noticing like a trend. There's kind of a change. Mm -hmm. It's more about individualism and kind of what you bring excuse me to the table to the rest of the world yeah um so i'm that kind of intrigues me um what was the spiritual journey like for you um so i grew up in the in the church christian church um my parents would it was kind of the rule you had you know we're going to church see yep so um grew up in a church that was now that i look back was not the healthiest place um uh, to be at and it was like kind of you're saying forceful put a, put upon you you're going to do this this or that right um in the name of where it was telling not not the name of, of jesus exactly which is uh not right and uh so it was i felt forced upon me which scarred me pretty bad so when i was you know when i turned 18 uh the rule was is you're going to go to church the three days a week mm-hmm. uh or or you're, you're not going to live at home. Wow. So, peace. See? <laughs> <laughs> See you. I'm out. So yeah. I bounced. Wow. Yeah. So what I moved a rule. out. I was already work. I was working. I was making good money. Yeah, I was doing plumbing and uh, working for somebody. And uh, so yeah, I got a place with a couple buddies. Dang. And uh, yeah, it was. I didn't want anything to do with um, with religion with God. I just wanted to put it. You know, I didn't want to deal with what at that time. Now I can look back that that was the abuse that had to happen um, through that through that church and through the leaders that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want anything to do with it, so I turned my back. To it. Wow. So yeah. then, when did you kind of find that again? So, um, you know, me and my wife we got married. We started going to church just before we got married, um, and. Um, because we were getting some marriage counseling, so we need to go to church. So Right, right. <laughs> um, and so we continued to go, but it was, it was, it was like, um, I'll just make it simple. I was more playing the church game right. for a long time. So the better part of, um, you know, 15 plus years of just going because um, my wife wanted me to go or... Um, it's the right thing to it's do. It's the right thing to do. Like we need to get the kids involved, and when we were involved in church, we were involved. I was, but I wasn't fully. I wasn't fully surrendering, and that's that's it's a huge thing. Um, I was. I wanted to do it my way. I wanted. Yes, I wanted to to believe in God and 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 ask Him into my heart and and do all that and go to church. But here's here's the stipulations and and what I want. I want, I still want to do this. I still want to drink. Yeah. I want to hang out with these. I want to, you know, I want to smoke a little weed, yeah. whatever, you do know, whatever I want. Yeah. And that's, 
that's not the way it is. Yeah, there's grace and there's 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 all that too. Um, so I was connected, but I wasn't fully connected. Um, and then uh, fast forward to February nineteenth, and that the beginning of that transformation. It was I would say about a month to a month and a half after that had just a massive spiritual awakening. Um, and I'll never forget it. It was at my parents' house. That's where I was staying at the time. And um, I was just journaling. And uh, I journaled I journaled every single night uh, before I went to bed or whatever for an hour, two hours, just wow. writing stuff down, what my day was, what I learned, like how much I love my wife, how much mm-hmm. I'm crying, you know, super emotional. Like I'd never done that before. The door was always closed. And, uh, you know, just listening to some, some music, some worship music. And at that point, about a month in, I started going to church, like, more often not because my wife drug me there or because i thought <laughs> right. i had to go because that's that's what good people do it was more because i wanted to experience that i needed I, I saw the change that i needed and i knew that's what it took i just had to do it and um yeah god came down and and uh grabbed a hold of me that night wow um i forget the exact date but it's it's in i have it all written down and that's it, awesome. it's, it's awesome and um so did you find a, a new church where you were like oh this is the place to be or did you no, shop it around was, it was still the same church but i was going to other ones in between like i was trying to i was going wednesday i was going saturday nights yeah. I, mean, I was single i wasn't at home like i had time when i didn't have the kids so i had a lot more extra time on my hand where normally i'd be uh you know drinking or whatever and or just being selfish yep and um you know indulging in bad habits and i was t- starting that was when things started to shift and getting creating new good habits so wow. it was the same church um awesome awesome church we had attend there for 16 years and um just started getting more connected and talking with uh other other men that had maybe been down this path i had had been in and and like asking for advice and letting kind of it was the beginning of the dying of myself mm-hmm. of letting that go gotcha like or maybe oh maybe like a rebirth yeah yeah because um i had to the old me was gone i had to it's it's you know and i wasn't going to go back to i kept finding myself saying i can't wait till things are back to normal normal wasn't good and yeah. normal wasn't acceptable any longer like it's something completely new so it was like everything had to transform over and it started it started with at that moment with my spirituality when i finally was like i surrender it all damn this is it like here's me raw as a as a kid you know and that's that honestly um for everybody out there listening that's that's what it took because i couldn't do it myself before i i I knew how that ended up every single time you know dang yeah how do you you were talking about your parents kind of forcing church on you how do you do it with your daughters? How do you do religion with your daughter? Um, so we, me and my wife, we set, we set the example. So they see what mom and dad are doing. So organically it happens, which comes back to what's being, what's being a man. It's being a leader, being a leader of your household. And, um, they see that. So it's, it's normal. Like I'm, we don't force them to do anything. And it's not that my parents forced it upon us. They were following le- the leadership within that church. Right. So they believe that. So that's where that came from. Um, they eventually stopped going there. Um, but 
Yeah, so it's it happens organically if it's done right, you know. So we mm-hmm. we seek God, we follow our our children are they're watching us, they're always watching. And it just happens. I mean, they they like want sponges. to go. They 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 serve at church. Like they're involved, they they're constantly going to to um sorry, my phone. Do you have to answer that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is way no. too good. Yeah. Um so yeah, they they do it themselves. That's it's, freaking awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's it takes. Um, there's no stress there on our part to constantly make them do it. I mean, yeah, our oldest is becoming a teenager, but it's like we were. Most people, teenagers, are like, oh my gosh, teenage girl, this can be so hard. Yeah, she's going the not that direction. She's going in in the in the right direction. Of nice. like wanting to connect with more people at church, wanting to serve, wanting to go to two services because she wants to go because she's connecting. Um, describe your daughters to me. I I always like to ask the parents. You know, I'll I, like I worked with kids, and yeah. I always see a, a kid, and I'm like, as soon like 20 minutes into the conversation, I'm like, this kid is an athlete, or this kid is super smart, or this kid is like, he's got some catching up to do. Uh one by one kind of as a dad how do you see your daughters individually so i'll i'll start from the bottom and work my way up so um amara we call her marmar um she is like a cartoon character (laughs) (laughs) dude see this is why i always ask because it's it's so specific She's, she's so different than the other two um and she's just made into her own little self like it's just um, she's definitely unique. She's, um, she's athletic. She's just, I mean, she's six, so she's, she's played soccer a couple of years. Um, but there's just something about her. She's very loving and caring and wants to help others. And, um, man, she's just, she's got a huge heart. Definitely a huge heart. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she can be a little turd sometimes, but that's just, <laughs> that's just normal. That's a kid thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Ari or Ariana, she, um, she's very athletic. Um, she looks, uh, more like me. So that she got more of the Levine side than my wife's side. And, um, poor girl. I know. Right. (laughs) 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 Um, but she, uh, she's a leader as well on her soccer team. She, she's, she's an absolute star. She played yesterday, probably the best game I've ever seen her play. She plays defense. They lost, but, um, she uh she just continues to impress me every day um and is just super connected with her friends is and and connected at a church and just a loving kid you know that's awesome they all are they all are i mean i'm describing each one of them but they're all similar yeah in the way that they in the way that they love and interact i think the foundation and that's what the parents build yeah is you know they're either loving and sweet or they're freaking angry because yeah. that's what they see or that's what they feel. Yeah. Uh, there's always that foundation. But then when, when I ask the parents, it's always like, like you were like, man, she's a cartoon. And the <laughs> little one's a cartoon. Um, what's the teenager like? So she, um, let's see, she, she doesn't really tend to jump into things that are going to scare her. So she's a little more, more safe. Mm. She thinks about stuff. More all through. She will jump in and do stuff a little more reserved. So she, um, she'll, she'll process things through where, uh, Amara, she'll just jump, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump straight in and, and let's just see what happens. Um, 
she super involved with kids at church like um she's just genuine and really um she really uh her the relationships around her the healthy ones she really cares for and and she's all in on that like and she loves taking care of people and um just awesome awesome teenager i can't be more happy with with how things are going with her and the horror stories that people say like oh raising a teenage daughter i'm just like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. doing doing something right. So um, that reminds me of I was working at a, a summer camp, and um, th- your older one, or your oldest one, reminds me of there was a girl named Ella. She had a little brother, Daniel. Yeah. Um, and she was so sweet. She loved hanging out with the little ones. I met her as a fifth grader, and then when I left, I think she was a freshman or something like that. But um, she became a, a, a counselor in training a CIT Mm -hmm. and she was just great with the kids then she came back one year and she was just kind of she was in her teen years but like her primitive teen years where the hormones are going crazy and she might be mad one second and then cry the other and and uh I asked the dad I'm like hey um do you have a teenager now what's it like and he just goes dude <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> i was like what why and he's like yesterday she just started crying and i was like why are you crying and she's like i don't know yeah <laughs> so yeah so i mean we, we get that she's a teenager so she's going through all that stuff too right. but it's it's uh it's you have to take the time like it's an investment yeah like your kids are an investment and time is the best investment to do with them especially that one-on-one time like i talked about earlier yeah um it's massive uh, what about with your wife? And we can we can end the, on this. Um, yeah. Damn, almost going for one hour. Uh, what are what's different with your wife now? How are you being a quote unquote better husband? So besides not drinking. Yeah. So I mean, the whole drinking thing was it wasn't the alcohol, and it was that's what I went to. That's what I sedated to. That's how I dealt with stress. That's how I that's how I hid. That's how I mm-hmm. you know put myself away. Um, so that was just affecting our relationship and it wasn't it wasn't good i'm i mean we made it to that point it was 15 years i believe and that was a miracle we made it to that point that she actually had the patience to hold on to it and keep yeah. it together that long but there, there was that breaking point um so just like with me dying to myself and having this new life and 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 just being completely reborn that also was our our marriage so um what was before was put in the fire so we we started over we the the transformation of me and get slowly getting back in the house and it wasn't like okay i'm moving back in the house there was this date it just it happened over time and okay i'm on the couch then uh, i'm on the couch closer to the room and yeah. it just slowly progressed like that and we like we started dating all over again so we really wanted to um do it the right way and and ease back into it and so she could trust me again because that's what had happened there was no trust anymore that was the biggest thing because I, I i wasn't a man of my word yeah um and that doesn't last you only get a get away with that for so long um as a husband and with anything in life and um so fast forward to today it's it's absolutely amazing like um it's it's something i thought we would never have 
before and it wouldn't have happened without sobriety and me waking up and having that spiritual awakening and yep. and just letting go of myself to let God come in and do like the real work. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. She had a lot of stuff she had to deal with too. Like it goes, it goes both ways. Like right. this massive transformation, it, it created space and space is good. And like, I thank God for that separation. Yeah, it was hard. And, but through that separation, we were able to really work on ourselves and find, okay, here's the roots to this problem um, and identify it and, and admit that, okay, I need help with this. I need to go to see this, this person. I need to go talk to that person and dive in. And we, it was like, just, we leveled everything within our family and, and started over all the way to our relationship to the, to the marriage. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, you know, a lot of people don't know the whole story. I mean, people that I know are probably going to see this podcast or <laughs> going to hear so. it. So I, I hope so too. Support. And it's, it's, it's good. It feels good to talk about it. It's, 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 it's just an awesome thing. People need to hear the story. And, you know, I don't, the alcohol thing doesn't bother me. Like people think, oh, maybe think I hate alcohol and this, yeah. I don't know at all, man. I can hang out with anybody. I can go to any bar and hang out with buddies and hang around with people that are drinking. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't problem with it. That was just, that's just me. Like, I don't care what you guys do out there. It's, your, awesome. it's your, it's your guys' choice. Yeah. You know? And what it sounds like with you is you're not the type of person to like push stuff on people. Like you're, no. you're talking about your, um, your kind of awakening as your awakening not like yeah man, listen man you had you know last week you had a, a a bender week and you've you're making terrible decisions and now you're feeling like this because you're terrible you know yeah and i think my hesitation with religion is i've met so many of those people where it's like oh you don't go to church yeah why oh what are you afraid what are you afraid to let god in? and i'm like I had this conversation yeah. at a wedding, dude. Yeah, I, you're going to run was, from that. Yeah, I was working a wedding, and, and they were like, hey, I know so-and-so. And, and I, you know, we had this little conversation, and then I go, oh, do you go to men's prayer? And the guy's like, no. Do you? Oh, my, how do you know about that? And I was like, oh, I have a client who goes. Anyway. Yeah. He goes, why, why don't you go? And I'm like, um... I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't go. Religion because you're not, asking me? Yeah, religion's <laughs> not really a, my, you know, my thing. And Well, why not? Yeah. Are you just, are you afraid? What, are you afraid? And I'm like, dude, you're like bullying me right now. Like, leave me alone. And yeah. I just looked at him. I was like, I got to finish this film. So appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, well, I'll, I'll see you around. And like, oh, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. I want to talk to you more about it. And I'm like, no, we're, you know, we're not having <laughs> yeah. this conversation. Yeah, I'm uh, totally against pushing my sobriety on anybody else. It's, it's my journey. I'm telling you my journey right now. Everybody else's journey is different yep. and it's in, it's in that timing. So, yep. you know, it's, um, that's what it's about is, is, is your own journey and owning where you're at, even if you're not in the right place. Right. You know, uh, eventually things will, will cave if you're living an unhealthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if it's, you, you know, even with 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 health and eating right and fitness you're either gonna have to work you either work on it now or you're gonna work on it when you're 70 80 years old with you know, a doctor trying to fix you because you're unhealthy so yeah um i'd rather do it now yeah. yeah um let me ask you one more question before we yeah we're out of time um how was covid for for you i know a lot of people like I said, they lost stuff and, and I have friends who were like, I just drank the whole time or I just kind of hmm. chilled and there was nothing to do. Um, how was it for you? Was it COVID was actually, uh, was good. 
for us. Business, it was it was fine. We we had a couple struggles with some with some contracts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but it, it all worked out. We had to shift some things and and be flexible with what's going on, not uh, like sit in the mess and listen to the news and yeah. and and stay locked down. We don't we didn't believe in any of that. Yes, we we understand there's COVID and it's real and people can die from it, but we kept active. Yeah. As a family, we individual liberties, man. We kept going to church. We, you know, we were not going to stop doing that. And, um, and really just focused on our family and what this is our game. This is our family. This is what we're going to mm-hmm. do. We're going to continue to do what we're going to do. Yes, we're going to be safe. And God bless that. Like, it's, I'm, it's gl- I'm glad we did it so that the kids see that we're not living in fear, right. uh, which is huge for them too. And they're not scared to go out of the home or whatever. So it, it was, it's massive. It was, it was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was not anything super negative except for just, you know, all the shutdowns and trying to do normal things, but we found other things to do. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Absolutely. Other healthy things. Yeah. Um, man, I want to thank you for being on here and, and I hope if you're listening slash watching, uh, you got something from it. Even if you don't have, you haven't had a struggle with alcohol, if you're having some sort of struggle, if you're maybe in a rut, um, hopefully, I mean, Jordan's stories is, it's, it's awesome because it's normal. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, I killed my whole family and now I'm, you know, this is something so extreme. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I had a problem with alcohol and I let it go a little too far and now I'm, you know, doing exactly. better. And usually that's how things go. That's how life is. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank you for, for kind of opening up to myself and my audience yeah. um, and sharing your story. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. I like, like I said, I like talking about it and it's uh there's much more to it this is yeah. we could probably do this for three or four hours and get, and get deep into it but um you know maybe for another time or <laughs> anybody wants to reach out to me too like, yeah, I'm, so I'm i was just gonna up. ask you that if someone wants to reach out to you where can they find you uh you can just hit me up on instagram or facebook just send me a message what's your what's your instagram it's jordan dot levine i'll throw that on there too yeah throw it out. i think that's what it is yeah um sweet uh i, I always have a like problems ending the show um <laughs> please leave a, a review five stars uh even if it's a negative review give me those five stars because it's all good uh yeah. <laughs> um subscribe to the youtube that's where you can find the videos uh we are also on spotify and itunes just look up this life one word or look up mallorca media um follow me on instagram at mallorca media m-a-y-o-r-c-a-m-e-d-i-a um yeah and hit up jordan if you want to talk yeah all right right on thank you guys so much and i will talk to you later another one another one of the books